My name is Khadija LaShawn, and I am the Black guidance counselor that my community needs. I'm a strategic investor and CEO. I make money in my sleep, and I teach others how to do the same. I share my knowledge, talents, and resources with others. So if you're in need of that motivation or courage to start following your own path, look no further. My intention is to share as much value with you all as possible and to show you that there are many different paths to happiness and many different paths to wealth. You just have to find the one that's right for you. My name is Khadija LaShawn, also known as your Black Guidance Counselor. I'm here to guide you to the resources that you need. So today I have a quick little tea time for you guys. If you haven't already, definitely make sure you grab some tea before you watch this video. Okay, tea is very good for your soul. My affirmation card says inner peace creates peace in the world. So I'm drinking the, um, the positive energy tea from Yogi, okay? Highly recommend. It tastes like what? It tastes. It tastes like oranges. So it's pretty good. So today I have a quick little tea time for you guys. I'm gonna go over a couple of takeaways from this book that I read, and um, feel free to watch to the end. If not, you know, I appreciate you either way. You can do it. So I love and appreciate you guys. I'm gonna get started. So um, this book that I read. Okay, so I read this book called voices of the ancestors it's by a guy named chase it basically describes the history of black people as a whole it goes back way back in time and explains from then till now a lot of the things that have led up to this point um things that have contributed to white supremacy things that we should understand about our ancestors and the type of dynasties that they left behind um, things that we should understand before slavery even happened, you know, before that was even a factor. Oh my God! Wow! So that's something that I really feel that everybody should definitely take a read through to understand the history of our ancestors. And that's everybody, because if you don't know, everybody at one point came from a black person, every single person, um, even the white people. They just, they got a little off the beaten path. But either way, um, I want to go through my main takeaways. If you guys aren't already, make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to my podcast. I'm coming out with more videos every week, every day, as much as possible because I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to guide you to the resources that you need. I just want to say thanks. So, um, yes, let's get started. So the first takeaway that I want to bring up to you guys' attention about um, Voices of the Ancestors is that um, something that really surprised me was that the genes that white people have, I mean, I guess I should have known this, but the genes that white people have, like their skin tone, their color of their eye, like blue eyes or green eyes, those are all recessive genes. So the thing about recessive genes is that a white person and a white person can only create white people. 
like a black person and a white person can only create a black person that was something i was just like wow that's crazy i didn't even think about it like that how you know the genes that they have the color of their eye their skin tone and everything are all recessive genes that genetically came about um i guess it was, it was like a genetic anomaly 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 or something like that which basically means that um it was a mutation of the gene that created white people it wasn't something that just they didn't start as white people they were offspring from black people so that was something i found very surprising in the book oh my god um another thing that uh surprised me was that um the thing that made white people white was the climate um if you think about it africa you know is very um it's a very hot climate so only people with a lot of melanin can really live there you know even when white people move to africa they have to wear sunscreen to protect their sun their skin from the sun and while black people because we have melanin we don't have to worry about those things not saying that black people don't get skin cancer and stuff like that but just more so the more melanin you have the more protected you are from the sun so that was something that really surprised me was that um their recessive genes came about because of the different climate and the type of food that they were eating in Europe, okay? So um, there's an excerpt here that says, I'm reading it for you guys. It says that um, this was a picture of, but it's a 2018 reconstruction of the Cheddar Man, which is the first person that they have in history um, who was basically someone who had brown skin but blue eyes and their hair was fine like white people too. So it's the first genetic person that they have DNA evidence of who actually had black and white features. It says with scientific data like this being uncovered every day, the question then becomes if the white man is not even the original man in his own place of origin, then how and when did he come about? There are many theories about how the old, how old the European race is. Um, and this was the expert excerpt that I was just like, oh my gosh. So it says, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that the black man is the original man. From him came all brown, yellow, red, and white people. This process came about by using a special method of birth control law in which the black man was able to produce the white man, according to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. A black scientist known as Yacoub developed this method of birth control. It says that Yacoub envisioned, this is the crazy part. It says Yacoub envisioned making and teaching a nation of people who would be diametrically opposed to the original people, the black people. A race of people who would one day rule the original people and the earth. As a result, it says it took six years of a grafting process, some type of science stuff. Um, and the white man was created some 6,000 years ago. So meaning the white race only existed for the last 6,000 years. And that the black race, like the white race ascend, descended from the, the black race. So it says that Yacoub promised that he would teach them how to rule his people through a system of tricks and lies whereby they use deceit to divide and conquer to break the unity of the black people. 
to put one brother against another and to act as mediators so they can rule both sides. Now, both scholars and historians know that the Quran, so this was taken out of the Quran, okay? It says that both scholars and historians know the Quran, just like the Bible, was written in allegory, meaning it's not meant to be taken literally. However, many scholars and scientists have supported these claims as far as white people only being around for the last 6,000 years. So it says that... Um, John, Dr. Jonathan Pritchard also estimates that the point in time in when the genes of Asian and European populations were altered was some 66,000 years ago, so, not 66,000, 6,600 years ago, the exact date. So it, it falls in line with what Elijah Muhammad taught Mr. Yacoub. So basically what was told in the, um, in the Quran about how the white race came about it falls in line with what scientists are saying when the European races did actually start. Okay? So that was something that was very surprising to me. Because I was just like, oh my gosh. So they basically saying somebody created the white man to put down the black people to separate and divide. And to take over. And that's literally what happened. I'm like, bruh, y'all not looking at this shit? Y'all not seeing exactly like the history was, it was in there. But, um... Yeah, that was something that was very surprising to me. Another thing that was very surprising to me was, um, it says that Dr. Kaba Hiawatha Kimini teaches that there is only one person on earth, the African person. And in traveling around the globe, the African finds him and herself in different climates. So this is something that was proven throughout the book, was that, you know, everywhere they history takes place every single country in this world and on earth has remains of black people all over the place in mexico in australia even up in alaska all over the um north america south america basically saying that you know everywhere where people are african people started there and then everything else came from that so that was something that was very very like mind-blowing to me because i'm just like wow like our people, like, we we traveled to America before America was even America. Like, they're still telling in history books, in history class, in elementary schools or wherever that, you know, Christopher Columbus discovered America. He did not discover America. They keep saying he stole it from the Native Americans when Native Americans weren't the only ones who were here. They weren't the only ones. You know, black people have been everywhere. Even throughout the book, they talk about even in Australia. They call them the um, indescribables or something like that. But basically, everywhere on earth, black people have been there. And they were there first. Like, that's the thing that I would just kept seeing throughout the book. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is like a mountain of information that I never learned in school. Nothing that, you know, anybody would take the time to teach you because it's like this is a history that we've had to maintain you know because the history that's being told is being told from a certain perspective to shine a light in a certain way okay so that's all i want to say about that but the next thing that it says is that therefore due to the production of vitamin d in the body it has to begin to regulate itself so in order to produce vitamin d the very dark 
complexion, wide nose, thick lips, very cur curly hair that Africans have is because of the climate. It begins, the climate begins to depigment itself. So basically what they're saying is that as Africans move to different places, to different climates, their skin tone started to change over time. It wasn't like an immediate like process or anything. It was just more so that as our people move to different climates on earth, their body adjusted to that climate. That's why, you know, lighter skin tones started to come about because they didn't need that much melanin in colder climates. Melanin is necessary in Africa because the climate, it is what it is, you know? So it says that their hair gets straightened because of the lack of oil produced by the sun. Their, their nose gets alkaline, which is mean thin, thinner. Their lips get thin. Over time, this process caused the African to depigment itself into the European. Many scholars and scientists, both white and black, do not agree on the exact age of the white race. However, most agree that the white race is a new race, speaking in a historical time frame, making it impossible, both scientifically and logically speaking, for the white man to have been the first man. Meaning the whole white Jesus thing, that don't make no type of sense. That has never made no type of sense. If anything, he was Jewish. I'm just saying. But still. Um, okay, so that was the whole thing about the history of black people like turning into white people. So I was like, wow, okay, this is crazy stuff. Um, another thing that was really cool to me was that um, he really broke down the history of ancient... Kemet. So ancient Kemet is Egypt and that is where everything started apparently. Um, that's where everything began and it's crazy because that's where the pyramids are, the pyramids that are still here to this day that have been there for so long and have stood there for so long. Just think about the type of time and dedication and education necessary to form those type of pyramids to the point that they could stay there for years and years you know there are buildings that are being created now that are not going to last as long as the pyramids i'm just you can't you can't do the pyramids again you just can't another thing in the book that i was just like oh my gosh so there was pyramids there's pyramids in the u.s we don't even know we don't even know this stuff okay so there's pyramids in the u.s they don't look like the same pyramids that are in egypt but there are pyramids in the U.S. because we trekked here long before anybody else did. And we built the same things that we took from, you know, the motherland and we brought it everywhere we went. So that was really cool coming across that information. Um, I'm not going to go too much in detail about Kemet because I didn't write so many notes about that part. But definitely read the book, okay? It's called Voices of An the Ancestors. Um, but they really go into how... You know, it started in Kemet, then we started to conquer um, different countries. Uh, a thing I didn't know was that um, Africans created basically a lot of the stuff in Italy. You know, they took over Italy, um, they taught them how to read, they taught them how to write, they taught them how to farm, they taught them how to preserve their food so that their food would last longer. Because um, they didn't know these things. They taught them cleanliness, okay? They built baths, public baths for people to use. Because at this time, in, um, this was during the... the
plague, if I'm not mistaken. The reason for the plague is because of cleanliness. People don't know how to wash their hands or how to do those things. They didn't know how to read and write. You know, this was the dark ages for European people. So black people actually enlightened them. And that's the thing is that they're not getting this credit here. You know, we're not being taught these things. But what I did learn from the book was that um, we kind of like took over those places, Italy, Spain, um, Mexico and stuff like that. And we taught them a lot of information. And what I understood from the history that was told was that um, when they did take over, it wasn't the traditional rape and pillage and 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 rape the land and rack have it and all the stuff. No, they added to things. They built more houses, more mansions, more public baths, baths and all this stuff. Just like basically they they helped. You know, they stepped in, they they took over. Okay, yeah, they took over. But they enhanced it. They didn't leave it worse than what they had before. Some other stuff that I took away from the book. So one thing I took away. Um, so we all learn a little bit about the Tuskegee experiments. Okay. They're in, um, they were these experiments where basically. I don't know if it was during slave times or basically it might have been after slavery. But still when. We're oppressed, you know, we were oppressed. So basically what happened was um, they infected these black men, okay? So I believe it was like 600 black men in the experiment. They didn't tell them that they were giving them a disease and not fixing it. They, I don't know exactly what they told them, but basically they infected them with the SED, okay? It was <laughs> one of those. It was a disease, an STD that they infected all of them, not all of them. They had like 100 control and then 500 they infected them. They um, conducted experiment on them, but basically they left them untreated and they let them just let it run, run its course. And with that, they didn't tell the people that they had an STD. They didn't tell them, hey, but they also weren't holding them captive from what I understand, which means that these people in this experiment we're now going about having sexual relations with other people and spreading the disease, you know, that they didn't realize that they had. So that's the thing I'm trying to get you to understand is that this was like really crazy that this was done. And they even, I think it was um, George Bush who apologized for it in 2006, but this was in the 70s, okay? This was not that long ago. This was not that long ago. So it was definitely after slavery. I don't know what I was thinking. But um, I'm just saying that this experiment was had to control the population. Okay. So now we're getting into something called, and I learned a new word. Okay. It's called eugenics. Okay. I'm going to read the definition for y'all. We need to learn our history, y'all. We need to know what's going on, what has been happening to our people so that we can learn for the future. Because if we're not learning, history repeats itself, y'all. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. So we got to learn. Okay, so eugenics is the study of how to arrange reproduction within a human population to increase or decrease the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded as desirable it is a method of improving the human race 
um, founded by Sir Francis Galton, okay? Um, basically, understand that eugenics was increasingly discredit discredited as unscientific and racially biased during the 20th century, especially after the adoption of its doctrines by Nazis in order to justify their treatment of Jews, disabled people, and other minority groups. Okay, so this was one one thing I wanted to tell you guys. Okay, so the thing about the Tuskegee experiments, the doctors in the Tuskegee experiments were some of the same doctors who were over in Germany performing eugenics against Jewish people. You know, they were literally performing experiments on people, horrible experiments to see how how it could decrease the population of a certain race to decrease the occurrence of certain heritable traits a black man cannot create a white man understand so you want to continue the white supremacy you want to continue the white the supreme race like they like to call it you can't there's not there's no way for a black man to create a white man so how do they keep continuing to create white men they have to eliminate the black men so this Tuskegee experiment was just one experiment that was done in the U.S. to try to reduce the population, okay? This is something I was just like, bruh, so you're you trying to tell me, you put some people in an experiment, okay, you probably paid them some money to give them some money for their time, but you infected them with a, a sexually transmitted disease, you allowed them to go and infect as many people as they please, unknowingly, you know how unethical this is? Like, I'm just, this is like, bruh. But this is the thing. What goes on behind closed doors is not always exposed right away. Like, this is why we have to talk about these things. Because if we don't talk about these things, we don't realize this was just 50 years ago. Okay? And this is only what we know. You understand? So, okay? So, um... Open your eyes. So Tuskegee experiments was one of them. Here's another thing. I was just like, bro, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, I was just like, what? This is dangerous information. <laughs> For real, this is very dangerous information. But I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Um I fight for my people and I'm gonna educate my people. Okay, so another thing that I came across in this book was that Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, okay? Planned Parenthood was created to continue the movement of eugenics, to continue to preserve the white race, and eradicate, which means eliminate the black race, okay? The founder of Planned Parenthood was caught saying in a letter, she wrote a letter to someone and she got exposed. She said in the letter, we cannot let it get out that Planned Parenthood is created to eliminate the black race. Okay? They try to make it seem like, oh, it's all about body positive. Like, you have control. You have control over your future. You have a right to say yes or no, miscarriage, abortion, whatever. But, really, it was created to eliminate the black race, to reduce the population of black people because that is what they want because 
black people are just going to continue to create more black people and we're spreading okay because we're sharing with different places and we get blended and we're just a melting pot okay it's a lot of different types of black people it's not just one so they were trying to continue the white race by eliminating the black race so this is what happened the founder was in a letter saying that um what i just said she said that we can't let them know that this was created to eliminate the black race because and another thing to understand is that uh there was experiment experiments but there was um basically it was found that a lot of the birth control given in the Planned parenthoods say it's completely safe you don't have to worry about anything but there was a lot of people who you know either they took a pill or they had like an iud and found out that they didn't have a baby after years of taking that birth control not realizing that that is how they're trying to eliminate our race this is not no conspiracy okay this is proof there's proof behind this there's articles written literally the founder of planned parenthood she has written and shared multiple articles about eugenics about how to preserve the white race she's promoted people who are quote-unquote nazi doctors who believe in eugenics and preserving the white race. So this is the crazy part that literally they created the Planned Parenthood not only with the intention to um, eradicate the black race, but they strategically placed them. Okay, they strategically placed them within a mile, a mile and a half, to even a quarter mile of highly populated black areas. You know, they put these Planned Parenthoods specifically in black neighborhoods or very close within walking distance of black neighborhoods and and they told them that they like oh here's birth control to keep you from having babies here's some here's some not realizing that that birth control is not just going to stop you from having a baby right now it's going to stop you from having a baby forever okay because if we can't have babies we can't continue to race understand so i'm just like bruh this is some crazy shit the fact that Planned Parenthoods are still around still strategically placed in those neighborhoods and the original intent was to decrease the population of black people oh my god oh my god so uh yeah that was another discovery I made in the book and I'm just like bruh this is crazy crazy stuff okay and back by fact not no conspiracy no this is proof here's proof in a letter this is what she said this is what we created planned parenthood from her own words okay so i'm just like bruh this is crazy so um another thing i thought was a crazy takeaway from the book was that um so the thing is there was a, a statistic okay i haven't posted it on my okay this is what it says it so it says although African Americans make up just thirteen percent, okay, so Africans Amer Americans Africans Americans African Americans make up just thirteen percent of the U.S. population. We account for thirty-seven percent of the missing people in cases under the FBI between the ages of eighteen and twenty-six. Meaning, okay, this is a whole pie. We are 13% of the pie of the U.S. people, okay? 
but we are 37, meaning we are more almost almost 40% of the pie of missing people in the US. And that's only the people who have been reported missing. Okay? So this is something that is a crazy statistic because it's like, okay, so where's the disparity there? What what kind of sense does that make if we only make up a small portion of the population in the US, but we account for 37% of the missing people in the US? What type of sense does that make? What type of sense does that make? So we're trying to figure out why why is there so many missing people, okay? Why is there so many missing people? Not to mention the people being killed in the streets. Not to mention that. Okay, so, okay, so one thing that they were talking about was that, um, you know, a lot of people, we already know about the sex trafficking, like, it's a, it's a big thing, people know about that, people know that, you know, people go missing because of that, but in addition to sex trafficking, there is organ trafficking, okay, and this is something that he described in an experiment that was done, um, not an experiment, an investigation, um, Basically, it was an investigation into organ trafficking. There was a woman, I forgot her name, but she basically went into um, hospitals. She went undercover into hospitals. She went to different countries, but she was conducting an experiment, I mean, an investigation into organ trafficking to figure out how exactly is this going down? How are these organs, how are these people going missing? You know, why are these organs going missing? Because the thing is, is that there was one story in the in the book that really stuck out to me. And I was just like, this is some crazy, bruh. So there was this dude, okay? It was a boy. He was a, um, he was an athlete in a high school. Played like three sports. So he was an all-star athlete, right? He dies randomly. He's caught into, he's wrapped in a mat. An exercise mat, Okay. And the cause of death that they wrote down on his autopsy was that he was tying his shoe, he tripped, and he got caught up in the mat and suffocated. That was their their definition of how he died. That was their explanation, okay? So, they, he dies, um, they conduct the op- their autopsy, then they bury the body. The family's just like, some don't feel right about this. This don't feel right. So his family actually has the body exhumed and gets another autopsy done on their own dime, okay? So meaning these are the parents saying, yeah, dig up my son because I don't, that doesn't make no sense that he died tying his shoe, getting caught up in an exercise mat. What type of sense does that make? None whatsoever. So they have the autopsy done and they find in the in the autopsy that they had done was that all his organs were missing. Even his eyes. All his organs were missing. Okay? Meaning they did the autopsy, buried the body, then they exhumed the body, they open up the body and look inside and there's no organs whatsoever. His eyes are missing. What type of so basically that was a whole part of uh that was a different investigation but what there was nothing that came from that situation. They didn't um they didn't charge anybody with murder. They didn't 
conduct an investigation on where his organs went. You know, it's just like, how does a, a, a 18 year old boy, all star athlete just up and die out of nowhere? Y'all have no real explanation for how he died and his organs are missing, you know? So it was just like, that was one case of many that he described that just explains that organ trafficking is going on, you know, and that even in the most highest of places, like it was something to the point where um, the experiment, the investigation that was conducted came to the conclusion that um, basically what happens is there's a handler, right? So it's a guy who, um, so this is a, a different organ donation type of situation. This is a situation where it's on the black market. A guy's like, I need some money. I'll sell my kidney. I'll sell a piece of my kidney. They find a handler. Then the handler goes to the hospital with the client, with the person who needs an organ, the person who's purchasing an organ. Mind you, an organ costs cost around 150000 right? The person who gives it away, willingly, <laughs> that is, <laughs> the person who gives it away only receives a couple thousand dollars, maybe a nice flight. Here you go. You know, that's all they get. But the person paying for the organ has to pay about 150000 for making the process, the transaction happen because it's a lot of moving parts. So the thing is, is that it was hospitals in New York, big major hospitals that this was happening. The organs were being transplanted in a black market way and either people are turning their eye or they know about it and they're getting a piece of the pie. So it's just a whole bunch of nonsense with that shit. So one thing that they did mention in the book, and this is something that I want to spread and let people know, was that um, when you do get your ID, okay? When you get your ID and they ask you, do you want to do an organ donation? They say, say no, okay? Because that makes you a target now. Because if you were to up and die, your organs are up and up and stuck you know but also you voluntarily saying that you're willing to donate an organ makes you a signal because now you're in the system as an organ donor okay so that was something they mentioned i don't know how true it is but hey i'm telling you just so that i told you okay so that was some crazy stuff that came in this this uh this book. That was a couple of takeaways that I wanted to mention to you guys. Is there any more? So another takeaway was just like overall to understand that, you know, white supremacy has layers. It's a lot of layers to it. And some of it is conscious layers. Some of it is just systems that are already at work because they were created to work in the favor of white systems, of white supremacy. So um, it's just understanding that white supremacy is has been playing a long game, not no quick little... Okay, so here's something, okay? Here's something. During the LA riots, during the LA riots... Back in time, okay, this was during the Rodney King trial, after Rodney King was shot, I mean, not shot, I think he was beat publicly and was recorded, and everybody blew up riots in LA, and um, the thing is, is during the LA riots, this is a part of white supremacies that you need to understand, is that 
they will provoke us. They will provoke us. And understanding how the art of war, you know, they're playing the long game. Okay? So, the LA riots, what the LA riots really did was hurt us more than anybody else. It would be different if we took those LA riots and took them to Beverly Hills. Okay? We took them to Beverly Hills, but what happened was the LA riots happened in our own neighborhoods, meaning they were rioting, but they were burning down and destroying their own neighborhood. Meaning, after the LA riots happened, they had to now drive mile like tens of miles down the road to get food, to get um supplies, to get gas, to get anything that you need and understanding that this is history, right? People have been killed in the public eye. People have been recorded being disrespected, been um, completely hurt in the public eye. Understand these things are provocations, okay? It's to provoke action out of us and uh, provoke us to act out of emotion. And that's never going to lead to a good result. Same thing with the Baltimore riots, okay? The In Baltimore, they was burning up our own neighborhood. They wasn't burning up somebody's nice neighborhood, the white neighborhood. We burning up our own city. Like, that's not going to help anything. I understand anger. Anger is going to be there. It's going to be there. It's hundreds of thousands of years of piled on generational traumas that we're dealing with. But understand that that doesn't mean that we need to act out of emotion. We need to be thinking smarter, okay? We need to be thinking of how can we hit the system? Not how can I hit at this one cop. This one cop is getting my nerves. I'm going to give him an attitude. I'm going to do something to slight him. Or No, how do we hit the system, okay? So um, what they had mentioned was that the way that white supremacy works is understand it is a process, okay? Think about how they colonized America, okay? Think about how they came over, they brought us with them, and they even integrated us into their culture. They made us learn their language. They let it, made us learn their religion. They made us um, eat the food that they decided that we eat. Like, they controlled everything. So understand how... That worked during slave times, but also understand in a country like Haiti, okay? This is something I learned about in the book as well. I don't know if you guys know, but there was a revolution in Haiti, okay? And the revolution, they went through slavery just like we did, okay? But the difference is, is that um, their slavery was a little bit after ours, I think. But basically what happened was um, they revolted, okay? They took that shit back. They took control over Haiti, you know, a pop, a, a country that is um, over 90% black. They took that shit back from the white people, okay? And they surprised the rest of the world. Nobody expected that to happen. Nobody expected them to be able to take back their own land. But understand that the way that white supremacy works is they force us to now rely on them. Okay, so understand the three M's. This is something that was mentioned in the later chapters. Um, very important stuff. Okay, the three M's of white supremacy. Number one, the first M is missionaries. Okay, so this is what they do. This is what they've done in Africa. This is what they've done in Haiti. This is what they've done all over. Okay, the missionaries, they send the word of God. 
the word of God, okay? They send white missionaries to the countries that they want to now colonize, okay? They want to take that shit over because they want the resources. The resources like oil, the resources like diamonds, the resources like um, oil, diamond, uh, different resources that are localized in that country they want to take over those things because it's money those resources equal money billions and trillions of dollars okay so the first m is to send those missionaries over and to now control the religion to preach the word of god you know jesus is our savior i believe in jesus i'm not saying there's anything wrong with christianity or believing in that if that's what you want to believe in but understand that when you control what religion is being taught you now control the the mind of the individuals. You control how they think and how they believe their belief system because you're telling them what is right and what is wrong. If you want to get in heaven, you got to do this. If you don't, if you want to go to hell, you 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 cross these lines, you're going to hell. You know, fear is a very powerful motivator. Okay, so number one, the first M is missionaries. They send the missionaries in to teach the religion that they would like to teach in that area nine times out of ten is christianity okay so the next step is the merchants okay after the the missionaries have come in they now have gotten a little comfortable they're teaching them english teaching them how to read and write teaching them the word of god teaching them wrong from right okay white people teaching our people this is happening all over the world it's happened all over the world understand it okay this is how white supremacy works once they are good with the missionaries, okay, now Christianity is now the most popular religion in the country. The next step is now they're sending in merchants. These are your Walmarts, your Targets, your your liquor stores, your 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 stores that we go to, your grocery stores, okay? The merchants are very important, okay? The merchants aren't necessarily in themselves racist, but it's now not teaching us how to live on the land. We no longer know how to live off the land. We know how to go shop. We know how to go get our food from the store. The store that's owned by who? White, rich white men. Okay, so meaning not only the, the uh, missionaries now came in, taught us this religion, and now we're living by this religion because we believe that's the right way um, because they taught us how to read and write, you know? So... We're thinking that's that's the way it is. This is this is how it goes, right? So they control our mind. Now the merchants are in there. Now they're controlling our resources, okay? Now we're relying on them for our paper towels, our toilet paper, our food, our non-food. You know, like I'm just saying, you know, some food is just not food, but that's just me. Um, so the merchants come in, and then the last step, okay, the last step is the military. When the military come in, that's when it's been officially colonized, okay? So the military is not just the military U.S. government. The military is also um, the branches of the... Excuse me, I'm sorry. The military is also the branches of the government, like police police stations. Um, that's part of the military. Um, the justice system, that's the systems, the laws, the legality of it. Um... The judicial system like all of those systems being put in the criminal system um the police you know prison system the uh 
even juvenile detention system. I'm just saying all these systems now being put in place, all these police stations, all these military people, now it's taking over. White supremacy is supreme, you know? Even if the military officers are not white, you know, even if they're black, even if they're any color under the sun, the force that governs them is white supremacy, okay? So it's just understanding these three M's to understand that they're playing the long game, okay? They're colonizing these places to take over the resources. They're getting these lands. They're getting these countries. They're taking control and taking it from the people who it originated from. And it's something that we cannot continue to stand for. We need to understand these things because knowledge is the key, you guys. Without fixing the future, not saying that you or me are the key to fixing the future, but until we start talking about things and we are real about what has happened and what are we going to do moving forward, we cannot progress as a people. The whole thing, the main thing I took from this book, um, from the ending, was that we need to get on code, y'all. We need to understand what the code is. And the code really is, is to buy black, to support black, to encourage black. Because when we start taking over and we start owning our own things, we can rely on each other for our resources. We don't have to rely on China to provide for us. We don't have to rely on Walmart to provide for us because we can get from what we need from our own. And you don't know how valuable that is because we don't control what goes into our food. We don't control what goes into our meat. We don't control how it's grown. Groaned. We don't control how it's grown. We don't control what type of pesticides, chemicals, pollutants are being put into our food and now ingested into our body. You know, cancer is a newer thing. It's a newer thing. Because our people used to know how to live off the land. We used to grow our own food. And when we separated, when we started distancing ourselves from owning our own things and providing for ourselves and living off the land, that's when shit started to go bad because now we're relying on a completely different someone to provide for us. Yes, you make your money and you provide for your family by going to get the stuff from the store, but I'm just saying they provided the store and things inside it. So... It's just important to understand that this history, the way things have happened, have happened that way for a reason. It's all been a plan. And um, it's important that we have a knowledge of ourselves and our history. So I really, really encourage you guys to go read The Voice of the Ancestors. The link is in my bio.